Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast with leaders like you in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I'm reflecting on February 2021 and sharing some of my personal development with you. In this episode, I'm discussing how your self-image massively can impact your actions and then in turn, your success. And secondly, I'm also discussing nerves. Most importantly, I'm diving into all things inner work with the objective of making you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. If you're a regular listener, of course, I want to thank you so much for being here. And also, don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag me in your social media platform of choice with your key takeaways. I absolutely love knowing how you're going to implement what you're learning into your personal and professional development. So without further ado, let's dive straight in. can't believe that it's another month in review I think when you when you record when, well when I record these it just highlights how quickly the time goes <laughs> so yeah I um I have been tracking where I've been growing this month and it's been a huge month for me in my business and I'm gonna talk about that because I think that as much as it probably could sound obnoxious, some of the things that I'm about to say, I'm really not coming from a showy off place. I promise you that. I'm coming from a place of, I'm going to talk to you today about two things really, the growing pains and really how self-image can impact your resilience during growth. But secondly, nerves as well. They're the two main things that I want to talk to you about because they're the two main things that I've experienced this month. And so with that context, let me tell you also that this has been the best month for me in my business. So there are three key things that have happened. Firstly, I've retained so many of my current clients. So typically they'll sign up with me for four months, but there has been lots of extensions in February, which has been amazing. Just the fact that I get to continue to support them is great. Secondly, I've signed two new one-to-one clients that I am just exceptionally excited to be working with. Really am. One of their um, consultation forms has just come back to me this weekend. And when I skim read through, I will obviously read it properly, but when I skim read, read through it, sorry, it's just it just reminds me of how transformative this work can be and the sort of ripple effects that it can have on your life, yeah, but in your business too. So that's exciting. And then the third thing is I've launched Thrive Together. So I'm really pleased that that has lifted off well. And in my head, I was just hopeful that it would be received well, to be honest. Like when I launched it, I was just hopeful that people would welcome the concept. But I've just been massively proud really of of how it's launched. And um I'm excited to move it forward. So as you can tell, it's been a big month and reflecting on that month has been quite lovely, really. But I'm not really here to share the lovely bits with you. (laughs) I'm not going to share the lovely bits with you. I'm going to share the shitty bits because what you probably won't see from my social media channels and what you won't see um, if you're a client of mine is the behind the scenes and that's what I want to share with you. I don't know if any of you have listened to the trailer of this podcast but in there I say that it's really important to me that leaders don't feel like they're on their own or even if you're not, even if you're listening and you don't class yourself as a leader, 
it's really important to me that you're listening to my episodes feeling like you can see yourself in what I'm sharing with you because ultimately it is lonely it can be lonely it can you can sometimes you can feel like you're the only one experiencing this kind of I don't know shitty part of your growth and it's not the case I've worked with enough people over the last 15 years to be able to confidently tell you that if you're going through something right now um you're not on your own <laughs> you're really not um and usually knowing that is helpful so um off we go so the first thing that i want to talk to you about is how your self-image can impact the levels of resilience that you have through growth so i'm going to share with you what may be a really silly example but for me this was the moment that i realized that i hadn't quite nailed some of the stuff some of the inner work that i thought that i had so i'm going to share it with you as many of us have during lockdown we've been trying some new things in our house trying to keep us all sane while we spend so much time together so for those of you who don't know my family there is me there is jimmy my husband and there is my son jacob or he's more popularly known as jj and he's 12. And one of the things that we've done in our house is create a chess championship <laughs> because that's how we roll <laughs> where each time you win you get a point and you add that point to the tally on on the board and the person with the most points at the end of the month wins a treat of their choice so it's been a bit of a joke actually because since i when i was in school i was in a chess club something that the boys take great pleasure in mocking me about I still think I still maintain it's very cool but the thing that's the joke at the moment is that Jimmy keeps winning <laughs> I'm the I'm the chess I'm the chess geek but Jimmy keeps winning um but that's besides the point the thing is with chess that it is actually very much like business and like life as well and what I mean is that you you can go into a game of chess with a game plan so you can think to yourself, right, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to trap their king, and I'm going to take their queen in that way, and that's how I'm going to win. But when you think things through, or even if you're not planning your game like that, even if during the game you're like, oh, I know what I'll do, I'll do this, this, and this, what you're not considering is that there's another person on the opposite side of the chessboard making their moves too, with their own game plan and their own underlying agenda and their own intent to fuck your game plan right up. So, <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we were playing chess and during this game, I had Jim on the ropes and in my head, I saw myself winning. I could see the moves that I was going to make. And that was till he made a move that was not on my list of moves that he could have made because that's what you do in chess, don't you? You anticipate, you anticipate that other player's move and start trying to calculate your move in between, or at least that's what I do. Anyway, when he made this move that I just didn't see, I just hadn't had that as one of the one of the moves that I thought he, he was going to make, straight away out loud, I said, do you see, this is what I'm not good at. I get all confused and I can't think logically. I just didn't see that coming and now I don't know what to do. And his immediate response was, well, you're not confused. This isn't about you. Why are you making it about you? This is simple. You're not confused. You've just got a new problem in front of you that you need to figure out you need to problem solve. And I was like, boom. <laughs> now, 
there's context to this that I'm going to share with you. In one of my earlier jobs, I had a boss who I very much respected and looked up to. And he he would pride himself on how shrewd he was and how, how he could basically outthink you in any scenario. It was almost competitive I would say it it leaned towards competitive in you know the way that he would operate I worked very closely with this guy and he really really valued my creativity and my tenacity but in terms of strategic thinking I was quite naive and I was all I always felt like I was on the back foot and what I realised when Jim said this to me during our chess game, you know, when it sort of all flashes in front of you, what I realised is it was during that role that I formed a belief about myself that was, I am not naturally a logical thinker. I have to try very hard at that. And I feel a bit silly when I'm faced with a problem that I can't think my way out of. And that's like big, that's a big part of I suppose the identity that I'd taken on. So anyway, when the words came out of my mouth, I'm not good at this. I'm all confused now. I can't think logically. That was essentially me saying that didn't go as I'd planned. And because I have a certain belief about my identity, i.e. I'm not a logical thinker, then it's fucked. I'm done. I, I In my mind, I'd gone from visualising myself winning the game to visualising myself unable to navigate my way out of the move that Jimmy had just made and losing basically I suppose it was almost like a given up in that moment it was like right I'm done I've given up do you see do you see that the belief I was holding to be true about myself made me change my belief about whether I could win the game or not now the reason this shook me up so much is because like I said before I've launched Thrive Together this month and for those of you who don't know I've been actively working on Thrive Together since November last year, so a long time, but it's mainly been this month that all of the snagging has come in, um, the, and by snagging I mean the more technical snagging, the technical aspects of getting it right, and because of that, thank God for that chess game. There have been so many times this month where I've literally been faced with a problem that requires me to think logically and think my way through it. And if I'd held the belief, oh, I'm not good at this, I just can't do it, I'm confused now, I don't, th I think I would have had to push back the launch, genuinely. I just, I, I just don't think that I'd have been able to figure out the problems that I was faced with. And those beliefs would have sat nicely in my subconscious, driving everything that I was doing, and at the same time, exhausting my efforts and draining me of my energy. So, I'm going to tell you what, what I did about it because I think that's probably a valuable thing to share. Each day since that chess match, I have been rewriting this belief. I've been getting up every morning and writing down statements like, I am someone who can figure out tough problems. I am someone who is patient. I am someone who can think logically when things are confusing and uncertain. And I think it's really important to note... I've been writing these statements, or if you're into it, we'll call them affirmations, call them what you want. I've been writing them down each morning when the day is fresh, before my brain has been met with anything more challenging than making a coffee. <laughs> Why I wanted to mention that is because if I want to be able to meet my challenges with a new identity, I need to practice wearing that identity when I am not faced with a challenge, when my brain is not in fight or flight mode, when my, you know, that moment in the chess match where I was like, shit, I didn't expect you to make that move. At that point, it's too late. 
when you're met with the challenge, it's too late to be able to change the way that you see yourself. So practicing that new identity is something that's very important. And whether you believe in affirmations or not, if not, I strongly recommend that you go back an episode and take a look at the book recommendation that I um, listed there. But doing this practice has meant that during each day that I've been met with a problem, which has been most days in February, if I'm completely honest with you, (laughs) instead of crumbling under a mindset of, I knew I wasn't going to be good enough, I knew it wasn't going to be straightforward, and now I'm fucked because I get all confused and it's all cloudy and I can't figure it out. Instead of that, I can calmly practice the things that I've been doing each morning, which is no, right, you've got this. You didn't expect for this problem to happen. But remember, you are someone who can figure out confusing things. And if you just give yourself a minute, you might be able to see logical steps around this problem. And oh my God, the difference that this thinking has made to my outcomes is insane. This this is because your thinking, whether you like it or not, your thinking, your beliefs, the things that you hold to be true about yourself are driving your actions and they are also driving your inactions. I absolutely invite you to pause this episode before you continue listening. Think about the beliefs that you're holding to be true about yourself that aren't supportive of positive, progressive action in your life, yes, and also in your business. Seriously, do it. Um, Because that, for me, has been the biggest game changer this month of being able to navigate my way through difficult situations. And so that leads me on to my second point that I wanted to share with you. The second big learning for me has been nerves. And leading up to launching Thrive Together, I really have felt nerves for a long time. And do you know what? I think it's really important to talk about nerves. I don't think that nerves are talked about very much. Now, You might probably don't know this about me, but growing up, I was on stage a lot. I was dancing, I was singing, I was acting. And I never never really forget that when people used to talk to each other about their stage nerves, which was a lot, they were, you know, it was to be like, oh, are you nervous? Are you nervous? It seemed like the more composed you were, the more stoic you could seem, the more poised that you could seem, the more admired you were. It wasn't cool to get stage fright, if that makes any sense. And, you know, fair play, I'm going back to being 10. <laughs> but I see this in business too. I see this in life as well. We don't want to show our vulnerability to the world. It's uncomfortable to say, yes, I am absolutely shitting myself over here. I'm nervous. Yeah, I am. Um, And why is it vulnerable? Well, probably because the same reason as we take driving tests without telling anyone in case we fail. Same reason we don't allow ourselves to get excited about something until it actually happens. Same reason we don't like to be seen as a beginner of something. I see this a lot. um, Or don't like to be seen like we don't know what we're doing. Same reason that we don't like to put in all our effort and all our enthusiasm just in case it goes wrong. Because then we can say, oh, well, if I'd have tried harder, it would have worked out. Being vulnerable means that you are exposing yourself to potential shame. And if you've followed the work of Brené Brown, which I have closely, 
um, she is a queen. She talks a lot about shame. In the show notes of this episode, I'm going to link um, her most recent book that I have absolutely devoured because it's amazing. Anyway, I wanted to let you all know that I woke up on Friday morning, which is when I launched Thrive Together. I woke up nervous and I was nervous all day. And I was nervous even in the evening, even after it had launched. And that is normal and that is okay. And I had all of the feelings and all of the thoughts from what if people don't join to what if they join and they don't like it. Oh, honestly, I could do a podcast episode on the what ifs that I that I thought that day. But that's okay. That is normal. Once you normalise it, you can actually feel your body relax. It's like a permission slip. It's like saying, of course you're nervous. This means a lot to you. And that, that right there, that's what I want to talk to you about in this last five, ten minutes of this episode. It's normal. Note the language that I used. Of course you're nervous. This means a lot to you. This means a lot to you. Not, of course you're nervous. This means a lot about you that is where we get it wrong. It's a very simple switch, but that is exactly where we get things wrong. When we attach our self-worth to an outcome, that is us fucking ourselves over. I see it in business all the time. It sounds like this. Well, if it doesn't go well, obviously I'm not good enough to do X, Y, and Z, or um, I can't do that because I'm not good enough or experienced enough or old enough or young enough or whatever enough. So next time you're nervous, let yourself feel it invite the vulnerability in rather than putting on a show. You don't have to try and trick yourself. And I don't mean a show to the world. I mean a show to you. You don't even have to try and trick yourself into thinking, oh, this is excitement when it isn't. It is safe to feel nerves. It is safe to feel vulnerable. That is because it means a lot to you, but it doesn't mean a lot about you. So when I launched Thrive Together, I allowed myself to feel nerves. Nerves as I said before, I was nervous about how many people would sign up. I was nervous about meeting people's expectations. I was nervous that some of the technology I hadn't been able to test before people actually joined. So I was nervous that it was all very new. And that is normal because it means a lot to me. I've put so much of myself into this project and therefore It means a lot to me that the people I am there to serve, they're having a good experience. So just to finalise on this point then, I really want to make it clear why it's important to me that you, listening to this episode, get accustomed to feeling nerves and feeling uncomfortable with growing pains. And that is because it isn't comfortable. It shouldn't be. (laughs) But like I said, it's not about you. It's about your growth. It's not, it doesn't mean something about you as a person, as a human, about your self-worth. It's a process. So to finish off, to give you an example, to really put it into context, let's say you were working with a personal trainer and they had you moving in ways and lifting stuff and pushing yourself in ways that you hadn't previously. Would you expect to feel discomfort? Yes. Would you perceive that discomfort as negative? No. Would you actually feel like it's expected for you to feel uncomfortable? Probably. And the thing is when it's physical is we don't feel the pain of the exercise that we're doing and make it mean something about us and about our self-worth. So if we did, it would sound something like, um, 
oh, I'm lifting this weight that I'm lifting is really heavy. Oh, I'm so weak, aren't I? This must, I must not be very good at lifting weight. I'm such a loser for not having enough strength. I'm obviously not good enough. Now you'd be listening in on that and thinking, no, mate, you're just building, aren't you? That is what you'd think, isn't it? You wouldn't think, oh yeah, they're right. You'd just think, well, they haven't lifted a weight that heavy before, so they've got to build their strength. So why is it then that when it's about personal development or mindset development, that we make it mean something about us, about who we are and about who we aren't? So once you allow your ego to become comfortable with shifting identity, once you get accustomed to the growth mindset, it becomes less about you and more about the growth journey, regardless of how shitty you feel in that moment. And let's have it right. During February, there were so many times that I felt shitty in each moment. (laughs) so many times my final point on it all is prioritize the growth prioritize being of service prioritize the thing that is bigger than you so that when your ego feels rejected when you feel discouraged when you feel in the moment like oh this feels bad and I just don't know if I want this feeling that you can have the resilience to keep going and persist through that Anyway, with that, I'm going to wrap up the episode and I am going to celebrate effort and enthusiasm and resilience and persistence through growth instead of the outcome. I'm going to celebrate the growth that I've experienced over the last month and and I'm also going to celebrate the growth that you have experienced over the last month as well. The breakthroughs, the adversity that you've overcome and I'm also going to celebrate anyone who has already joined Thrive Together, anyone who has invested in themselves, just know that you are now part of a community where you will be supported through that shitty feeling, those horrible developmental growing pains that you're going to go through, which I'm going to make sure you go through, by the way, you're also going to be supported through it. And with that, I'll sign off here and I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and found some key takeaways that you can implement into your leadership and personal development practice. All relevant links are in the show notes. And if this episode did resonate with you, screenshot it now and share it on your social media platform of choice with your key takeaways, not forgetting to tag me too so I can see. Finally, if you'd like to stay updated with me and what I'm up to, I'll leave all the links to my social media accounts in the show notes or just head over to tlb.org.uk. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.